Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Stack the Pads podcast. You can listen to all of our Stack the Pads podcast on Spotify and RMU Radio. And also, you can view them on ColonialSportsNetwork.com. Again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Stack the Pads podcast. My name is Samuel Goldberg, and I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Cameron Macariola. There you go. I got it right. Um, today, we'll be uh, breaking down... Uh, the both men's and women's hockey program here was they were both in uh, conference action. We will start with the men's side of things. We're going to switch it up a little bit. We usually like to start with the women's uh, women's team. But obviously, if you are viewing this podcast, you have seen that we are getting or that we have a new uh, logo. So new logo. We'll switch things up a little bit. We will start with. The men's side is they took on Bentley over the over uh, last or this past weekend was a Friday Saturday matchup and we head to the opening matchup between the two. It was a four three victory for Robert Morris and Cam. My goodness, what a game this was! Yeah, um, it was a thriller to say the least. (laughs) Back and forth. Uh, action-packed game. Uh, I wish I could have been there to see it. I forget where I was at. I'm not going to lie. I do not remember what was on Friday night. Volleyball? No, they were on the road. Let me check my... <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to this episode of What Was Cam Doing That Weekend. Let's um, see. What was I doing? No, I had to have been working it. I must have been working that game. I just You don't probably know. were. I know I was on game cam. I was doing the main game cam for that matchup, but it was a 4-3 victory for Robert Morris, Cam uh, Bear, or yeah, Cameron Bear got the scoring started for Robert Morris, had the lone goal in the first period. Uh, George, <coughs> excuse me, George Cretorius and Dominic Shimizzi setting up that one for Ebert. And then Bentley slowly started to find them find their footing uh, in in that one. Cam just had an aha moment. The light bulb just went off. I remember where I was at. I was at basketball. There was the charity game. That's right. That was the thing that was happening. <laughs> That's why. I, I'm like, I don't have anything in my schedule that says besides hockey. And I'm like, but I don't remember being able to catch this game. I didn't know why. <laughs> Now I remember why. Sometimes the light bulb goes off. <laughs> uh, Chase Davis uh, scored and got Bentley on the board with 13, or that goal came at 13.35. It was assisted by Ryan Noss and Ryan Mansfield. And then Nick Armstrong Kincaid scored on the Bentley power play. Uh, that was set up by Ethan Lay and Samuel D- uh, Dewar. And then the Colonials were able to tie things up at the v- dying seconds of the second period as Dallas Tulick scored. That was set up by McKay, Hayes, and Tanner Klimke. So everything was tied up heading into uh, period number three. Bentley got off, uh, got on a early power play, and Jonathan Bendorf gave uh, Bentley the 3-2 lead. That was assisted by A.J. Hodges and Ryan Noss. But then the Colonials showed life at the end of this one as Cameron Garvey scored two goals 
in the remainder of the third period, and one of them was a absolute dazzler of a goal. He was falling down and was able to somehow put the puck in the net. But the Colonials were able to get uh, the win 4-3. to three. And a little fun fact about me, that is my first win that I've seen Robert Morris Hockey have this season. And it's my first one since uh, a while <laughs> with the programs coming back. but I might be a curse for a lot of these teams because I, I don't <laughs> believe I've seen them. <laughs> like with volleyball and uh, with hockey, I don't think – because I went up to Erie with them too uh, to cover that game, and that one didn't end very well. And then I was at the first Holy Cross game, but I got sent back for a di- uh, volleyball for the second – Holy Cross game, so I didn't see that one. I, I'm yet to see. Maybe I'm a curse. Just bad luck. I, I'm. I think I'm bad luck. I might. <laughs> I might just have to stay off the island. <laughs> so Robert Morris was able to win this one, four to three. A little bit of stats for you here. Uh, the Colonials power play goes 0 for 2 on the day. They did get two shots in their second one in the third period, but the power play cam has been a bit of a struggle here for the men's ice hockey team. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's going to take some work to get back into it. Um, I, I think the team doesn't have its prolific scorer that you would want to have, like someone to take control of the game offensively. But um, defensively, I feel like the team has been very sound to start the year and a good uh, three lines of depth defensemen. Um, just offensively, we'll see. Uh, we were talking about this last episode. If uh, they'll find someone who can just find a way to get that puck in the back back of the net consistently. And unfortunately, we don't have any post game audio or video from uh, that one. But we turn the page now. Uh, actually, before we do that, we'll take a little bit of more uh, stat watching as well. Just heading into the individual stats as. Uh, Bentley put a ton of shots on net, uh, 54 yeah. total shots on goal. Veltri, stood Veltri on 51 saves. That is a career high for him, dating back to uh, his, his old career high when he was a sophomore at Niagara where he stopped 49 shots. I believe uh, that was a conference game oh that was against robert morris <laughs> now that i'm remembering that was uh, against robert morris when veltry was a sophomore so was that the playoff game that might have been the playoff game that might have been the playoff game now that you're mentioning it so then for robert morris 20 only 22 shots uh on on net so the offense while it wasn't there they really grinded out this game i mean uh I, I just know, uh, hearing uh, Coach Schooley's postgame uh, from the Flow Sports broadcast, he said it was a win, but he wasn't happy with the win. Just yeah. way too many Bentley shots. Just uh, It's a game that, uh, in my eyes, this is this is me now, it's a game in my eyes that Bentley should have won, but Robert Morris wanted it more that in, in, in this one. And Chad Veltri is just, I mean, he's just been ridiculous. Yeah, and... Uh... With that win, it actually put them in uh, first place of Atlantic Hockey for uh, for a day. <laughs> they woke up the next day first place. And so first place, uh, the Colonials sat 
in which they had game two of this doubleheader against Bentley. And the tides, unfortunately, not in favor of the Colonials as the scoring would go silent. The power play 0 for 6. Because I was there. <laughs> I was there for this one. 0 for 6 on the power play. Robert Morris gets blanked 3 to nothing. Cam, your initial thoughts on this one? Uh yeah, it it was a it was a funky game. Uh, a a lot of uh, penalties going around and just not much going on offensively for the Colonials. They had a couple of chances, scrambles on the power play in front of the net, but a lot of their shots just didn't look too threatening compared to the chances that Bentley was creating and um there were some fl- they uh they got the bounces, Bentley did, and uh, I know post-game on flow that uh, Coach Schooley said, uh, said that they earned their bounces that game, Bentley did, um, just the way they played. And, man, that first goal was uh, – we had to look at that thing on replay so many times to understand what happened. Uh, it looked like it just got thrown on net off of Townen's head – and then back into Veltri's pads and just hit it and found its way to the back of the net. And then a- another game where just Bentley was in the offensive zone a lot more than the Colonials. Yeah, for uh, Bentley, 39 shots on goal. Uh, so a little bit better defensively for Robert Morris in this one. But again, only able to generate 29 shots on goal was the offense for Robert Morris. And that's an testament to that. This team has yet to have their main goal scorer. That was the main concern heading into this season when you have uh, a bunch of uh, second liners and third liners from other schools coming into the program and kind of figuring out, okay, who meshes with who and stuff like that. Nobody really has stood out yet uh, to be that main goal scorer so far. I know Cameron uh, Garvey had his two goals in the previous game, but... Again, nobody uh, nobody on this team really has stepped up as the main threat on this team, which I mean, I, I mean don't get me wrong, everybody I mean everybody has been I mean everybody on this team ha- has the ability to score. It's just this team's missing that number one guy to be like, "Okay, we can get it to him and he can put a good shot on net." Yeah, and then uh, uh breaking down this game a little bit more. The second goal of the game, Bentley took 3 shots from in close, like in the hash mark, and then the third one finally found its way by Veltri. Um, that it's just gotta gotta clear that front of the net, and then I'm trying to remember how the third one went. But uh, Veltri did make a save late in the third that uh, Bentley thought was a goal. Um, it hit his toe and just rode across that goal line. Um, oh. What that was a great save uh, by Veltri that game. Yeah, Veltri has just been probably one of the best transfers so far to come into this program. I mean, it, I mean, I I I I seen it before when he was with Niagara. He's just he's just a guy that has his head on a swivel, and every time he's on the ice, he gives you a chance to win the game. And I mean, credit where credits due. Nicholas uh, Grabko getting the shutout for Bentley. Uh, Stopping all twenty nine shots for Robert Morris, but but Chad Veltri has just he's he's really been uh, really good for the Colonials so far this season and has kept him in most games so far. He's, uh, he's started every single game so far yeah. this year. I'd be interested to see um, 
when they let one of the their other goaltenders uh, get some time. It might it might be this weekend. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was just about to say. Game, but we're gonna look ahead now to this week as. Excuse me. On Saturday, November fourth, at Clearview Arena. Excuse me again. So sorry. Uh, Robert Morris will host Simon Fraser, the Red Leafs. They are, as of right now, two and one. They did play two games, one on the twenty seventh and one on the twenty eighth on October. But on their website, they don't have a result on that one so they've only played uh, three games that have a record so far one of them being a preseason game in which they shut out the University of Victoria Vikes uh, they played a game on October 7th against the uh, excuse me for mispronouncing it the Okanagan Lakers Okanagan Okanagan yeah. Lakers uh, they won. I did they maybe no. Did they lose? Results yeah, they lost. Three. Yeah, they lost four to two. No. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they, they lost won, four. To, no, yeah. they won four two, and then the next game against the same team, they oh yeah they yeah, lost yeah, yeah. five three. Oh my and goodness! And then October twenty first, uh, against the Logan Lake Miners, they won eight to five. <laughs> so um, that's uh, hopefully we can get the results for. I mean, they don't even have Robert Morris on their – I don't even think this is the right team. They have two different teams. They have the non-conference roster and the BCIHL roster. Let me check the – No, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. We don't know how Hold on. university hockey works. <laughs> this makes no sense. Hold on. Oh, wait, non-conference schedule. Wait a minute. That's what I clicked on, but it's the same thing. It's as the theirs. same thing, and Robert Morris isn't – wait. What is going on? They play, Anywho, they play a team this weekend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they play. They play the Okanagan Lakers on the third, then travel to Robert Morris the very next day. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I mean, they also took on Adrian. A. Uh... Where do you see that? What's hap in there? What's happening, Paige? It's. I'm very confused. Anywho, about everything they have going on. There's a lot, lot of information that makes <laughs> it makes no sense. So luckily, this is an exhibition game, and this game won't matter for record. But it's still important to preview. This is the first time uh, Simon Fraser has taken on Robert Morris. So there's. So this will be interesting. I mean, I mean, I, you really can't tell how this game's going to go with not everything <laughs> with not everything posted. On, um, uh, on the Red Leafs hockey website. I mean, they have the same. I think uh, I think I'm ready to go on to uh this. Oh the, oh, wait a minute! We, oh. wait a minute! I found it! I found it! I found it! So so sorry. Their non-conference roster is who the Colonials will play. They are two and six on the year. They've played University of British Columbia. They lost five three. They've played Trinity Western University. Uh, they lost three two. They beat. Beercrest College, 5-1, uh, and they beat them again 3-2 the following day. Excuse me. They play, They played the University of Michigan, lost 8-1. They played Colorado College, lost 6-3. Adrian College, they lost 2-1. They played Lake Superior State, 
six to four. So then on the third, they play University of Pittsburgh's club team. Oh. Uh, and then they play Robert Morris. So, so sorry for the confusion. Their non-conference roster is two and six on the year. Yeah, you got to scroll down to find that. They hit it in there. <laughs> so, so, again, apologies for the confusion. But, again, their website, really confusing. So, two and six is this Red Leafs hockey team coming into this game again. They play the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, club Division One team, oh, and then we'll play the NCA Division One next team of Robert next, Morris. Uh, on the twenty sixth, they uh, play at uh, Arcadia. Oh, yeah, over near uh, over near my hometown. Not, I'm not that close to Hatfield. They also but play, I played there. They also have Boston University and Boston College on their schedule too. Oh, <laughs> they are all over the place. So that uh, so that's the matchup there. Let's let's go back to, um, to what stuff we know. Some true. some good old conference play. Yes. <laughs> so before we head in over to women's hockey, Cam, do you think we will see Chad Veltri in net for this one, or do you think we will see a different goaltender in net for Robert Morris? Uh, I want to say we're going to see a different one, but I just don't know. If we do, we're only going to see him for probably half a game, maybe split it, split up time. Um, not really sure what the game plan is. It could go anywhere, um, really. So, again, the two goaltenders that have yet to play so far this season for Robert Morris, uh, Francis uh, Boisvert, apologies if I mispronounced that, is uh, a graduate student from Blainville, Quebec, and then also... They have a freshman goaltender in Michael Sochan from Redwood City, California. So maybe we will see one of those guys in net for this exhibition against the Red Leafs. So we now go from men's from the men's side to the women's side of things. They were in Erie, PA over the weekend, and they played Mercyhurst in their first. Yes, first conference action, and uh, the first game went rather interestingly as Mercyhurst, to say the least, was on their A game for this one. 9-2, the final score, kind of surprised at the scoreline considering that they played rank 7 Clarkson and only lost 6-1 and 2-1. So, Cam, your initial thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, started out, you got through the first 20 minutes, um, almost made it through without a scratch, um, took them until the final minute of the first period to find the back of the net, and then from there on, it just kind of turned into an onslaught. Uh, Sarah Boucher um, running away with this for Mercyhurst, a, a hat trick of her own, Marielle Parks with two goals of her own. Chantel St. Croix with two goals of her own. Um, yeah, this one got, got out of hand uh, pretty quickly. Uh, the second goal coming 20 se 27 seconds in, then two goals in a minute in the second period, uh, around the five-minute mark of the second period. Yeah, this is a game. It just wasn't their day. Just you just chuck it up and move on to the next one. Just taking a look at some stats here from the contest. Robert Morris putting 24 shots on net. 
excuse me, Mercyhurst uh, putting 42 shots on goal. Uh, so as they and they also dominated the faceoff circle. <coughs> excuse me, uh, winning 49 of the 76 faceoffs. Uh, Emma Gorski got the start for Robert Morris. She's been she's been good so far this season, but this game just wasn't her night, as you said. Uh, eight goals allowed, and then. Livia Rubin uh, came in for the remainder of the game after the eighth goal and was given up by Emma Gorski. So, I mean, all in all, I mean, this game, you really can't. This is one where you just, this is one where you just, this is just growing pains of having a new program coming back. Yeah, this is one where uh, it doesn't matter what happened during that game you go and forget about it it matters uh how they how they bounce back from it what what's their attitude the next day and bounce back in a good way they did as they were able to get their first win in conference play it was a 3-2 thriller uh for Robert Morris uh early on Mercyhurst they got the they got the goal scoring started early as Kylie Mahoney scored but then Robert Morris, the power play has been a bit of a struggle so far this season, but a power play goal in the first period coming at the 1141 mark. Elena Giampietro yet again, she has really cemented herself as one of the top Colonials on this team. Yeah, one rookie of the week again with this performance. Yeah, one goal, two assists to her name. Her second assist coming into third period as Robert Morris would take the lead at the 537 mark. As on the power play, Madison Premu would score. Elena Giampietro and Chloe Putafant would pick up the assist. But then Mercyhurst would come back and tie things up at the 1818 mark. Sophia Lejeune. Would score Thea Johansson and Megan McKay uh, pick up the assist 2-2. And then 40 seconds later, Madison Primu again would seal the deal for the Colonials. I'm, I'm looking at this back on the – I had to go on their Twitter to double-check this. I could have the, – the last goal of the game was on the power play. Was it? Uh, I'm looking at the – the game and it says they were they had a there was three minutes thirty two seconds remaining in the power play uh on the game winning goal with a minute left. Oh. I'm looking at it. They had four on the ice. I don't know. So did so did all three goals come on the power play? I believe so. Cause I'm, yeah, I don't know why it doesn't say power play. Cause I, I saw it and it didn't say it says two for four on the power play, but so, according to the Twitter of Robert Morris Women's Hockey... I think they put the power play goal on the wrong... I, I believe the second goal... Well, now I'm going to have to go and look at that one. <laughs> this, this this podcast is just us figuring out some math. No, yeah. That, that, all, I mean, three I mean, were, all three were on the power play. All three so, were on the power play. Yeah, all three goals for Robert Morris were on the power play, so... The recap, or the recap, the box score on the Athletics webpage... Uh, it's only showing two for four on the power play. So three for four on the power play. That is something that if the Colonials can do that regularly in conference games and score on the power play, 
we could see them going far this season, Cam. Yeah, I mean, uh, bouncing bouncing back from that game and then just a two-goal performance by Primo, uh, spectacular conference play. And that's against the preseason-ranked Mercyhurst. So when it comes down to single-game elimination in the tournament, you'll, you'll never know what can happen. Exactly. So, again, credit where credit's due, Logan Biddle and his squad bouncing back nicely, a 3-2 Victory there. Taking a look at some of the individual stats. Uh, Elena Giampietro, nine shots on goal. And she had one goal and two assists to her name. Again, winning rookie of the week for Robert Morris. As, uh, again, the goaltending for Robert Morris. As Maggie Hatch got the start in net. As she was able to stop... 41 of the 43 shots by Mercyhurst. So Maggie Hatch getting her first look of the season. and She's been er, in a couple of games. Er, well, getting the start this one, as the I should say. Game. That's the second week in the row where they started Emma Gorski the first game, and then uh, Maggie came in the second game against against Clarkson. She was phenomenal. Mm-hmm, that 2-1 that, that loss. Uh, and so Maggie Hatch has, so that's just a good sign too, that this team has shown uh goaltender depth. Emma Gortsky has been phenomenal so far this season, minus the, just minus, minus the, the last game, minus her, minus her last game against Mercy Hurts. Yeah. Um, you have RMU is a really good goaltending school, uh, as we've seen in the past with Graham McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin, Reagan Kirk, uh, and now Maggie Hatch and Emma Gorski are just a, another name to the list of unbelievable Robert Morris goaltending. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing that the Colonials definitely have to work on, though, is uh, the face-offs as they unfortunately were on the losing end again in the face-off circle. But again, that takes time as well uh, to develop that. So as we look ahead uh, we move on to uh, more conference play as Robert Morris will welcome Syracuse to Clearview Arena in a two-game set, a Friday-Saturday uh, matchup. Taking a look at the history between these two clubs, Robert Morris has the favor so far, 25-22-9. All time, the last matchup against the against Syracuse dates back to March sixth, twenty twenty one, where it was a one nothing Colonials win. That was the CHA championship game. Indeed, it was, and where, where alluded to a phenomenal phenomenal goaltending Reagan Kirk with the one nothing shutout. That game was crazy. The Syracuse with the empty net at the end, and they sent it wide, and then. Clock hit zero, and uh, that was that was a great moment for uh, Robert Morris hockey. Wouldn't expect what would come up next, following a trip to the the Frozen Four tournament. Uh, but yeah, that was a great game. Good to see. Uh, good to see this this uh, rivalry. I guess same conference, so good rivalry between the two. Uh, be restored again. Indeed. So. For this, Cam, uh, just a player that I want to look for, uh, Elena Giampietro has really submitted herself as the quote-unquote top dog for 
uh, this team. She has six goals and six assists on this young season so far. And coming, and then that's just in 10 games played. So she's averaging a little bit more than a point per game. So I look to see Alina Giampietro on the score sheet. Cam, who is your player to watch for uh, this upcoming series against this against Syracuse? Oh man, there's so many. There are so many people to choose from from this team. You got Morgan Giannone with uh, four goals, Madison Primo with four goals, Shaylin Snow two of her own. Um, there's a lot to choose from. Janelle Evans has been dominant as a freshman. It's it's pretty hard to choose. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna choose a line. That second line of Janone, Janelle Evans, and uh, I believe it was Primo on on that line. So the second for, line. Oops, sorry, Cam. Uh, so f uh, for Syracuse on the season, they are three seven and one overall. They are zero and two in conference play. They're on a three game losing streak. Uh, heading into this series, they played Penn State. In their last weekend series, where they lost four to two and six to two to Penn State in this one, uh, Cam, uh, what do, what does Robert Morris have to do to be successful to stop a hungry Syracuse team for their searching for their first conference win? Uh, I, I think you just gotta uh, be hungrier than them. Get the get getting the puck in their zone and controlling it. A, a lot of this might come down to puck control, which which is where faceoffs are very essential for the Colonials to see how they uh I'm, I'm curious how they'll do against uh Syracuse to see the the dots and the control of play. And uh it's interesting here just kind of looking at Syracuse as well before their previous series against Penn State playing at Boston University in which they tied Boston University in their first matchup and then lost 6 to 1. So some tough competition in both Penn State and Boston University. Can the women's hockey team continue their good play from that October 28th game against Mercyhurst? We will have the recap for you on our next episode of Stack the Pads. We hope you had a good time listening to this one. We will see you next week for the recap of the Syracuse series and the preview of the RIT series. We'll be having a great night wherever you're listening. You can catch our podcast on uh, colonialsportsnetwork.com, Spotify, and uh, RMU Radio. Have a good one.